This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. You know, it's been said that success comes to those who wait. Belief started in the fourth grade. I believe that it's earned with the right attitude. And I had this nagging feeling. A great belief system. I was capable of so much more. An action every single day. In all the pursuits that we have in our lives, I think there's an element of suffering. When you mix that in with faith, courage, discipline, and most importantly, a vision. Never give up on yourself. That's when greatness happens. The Circuit of Success with Brett Gilliland. Welcome to the Circuit of Success. I'm your host, Brett Gilliland, and today we've got a guy coming to us from Munich, Germany. Alex Kahn, how you doing, my friend? All good. Thank you, Brett. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So uh, I'm excited to have you today. I think in today's world, uh, I would, you know, I think you are obviously a social media expert. And I think for all of us around the world, as we look at our businesses and all the things that we want to do to be successful, Social media is one of those things, and you are an expert, and it's not going away, is it? It isn't. It isn't. It's just developing, and it's developing quickly. Yes, absolutely. So, Alex, why don't you, just for the for our listeners that may not know who you are, give a little lay of the land on who Alex Khan is and what's made you the man you are today. Sure. So, to give you like a, a short rant about what I'm doing, where I'm coming from, I'm from Germany, like you probably hear from my accent. And uh, I started quite early. I mean, I started with the internet 20 years ago, late 90s, was coding my first website, selling CDs. Then I started one of the first social networks, not knowing what social media is back in 2005, was called Attractive People, was a lifestyle portal, built that from scratch, shifted to a consulting agency, helped brands. Um, lo- starting with local brands, then going into national and international brands, how to do their social media right, how to do it effectively, move to Los Angeles, build an e-commerce company from scratch, sold around 150,000 products based on social media. The only thing we were focusing on were influencer marketing and paid social on Facebook and Instagram, no TV ads, no print ads, Nothing else, just based on practical approach, what I've learned over the past years. And then I started with Periscope, starting to build my own brand. Um, started with Zero, first day of Periscope. Periscope liked my content, featured me, and that's how I built my first 100,000 followers. And it started to cross-promote. Now I have around like 400,000 not working as an influencer, but working and inspiring people and educating them in our, how I believe you should market yourself in the, year we, in the year we actually live in. Yeah, I think that's important. You know, you, you look at like the Gary V's of the world that have built an unbelievable, you know, personal brand. And, Absolutely. But why, what would you tell our listeners about like, why is that so important? Obviously, we all represent companies, but that personal branding behind that, why is that so important? And, and really, quite frankly, how do we do it? In my eyes, it's all based on a study on Microsoft from Microsoft that our attention span decreased over the past years to eight seconds. It sounds already bad, but if you compare it to a goldfish, which is supposed to have nine seconds. So we are really distracted. And the big question is why? Why we are we so distracted? And the answer is our smartphones. I mean, the way how we get information totally changed. 
15 years ago, we were looking for information. Now information is looking for us. And this is like 24-7 the case. And you can have the best product or service in the world. If people don't know about it, it's going to fail, right? That's just a problem. So the big question is, where do people, where do your ideal audience spend their time? And how can you drive attention from them to your products and services? And in my eyes, this is right now happening on a smartphone. So if you're not in some way with your brand on a smartphone device, you're losing. And the, yeah. the things we're doing on our smartphone are mainly Facebook and Instagram and maybe WhatsApp and YouTube, but it's all done to social media. That's why social media is so important because it's just got so many eyeballs on it. Yeah. And would you say those are the big ones? I mean, Instagram, Facebook, uh, maybe LinkedIn. What, what are the ones you're finding those uh, the most successful people are using? Well, of course, it depends always where your audience spend time. You have to reverse engineer where people's attention is. But in my eyes, the Facebook environment means Facebook and Instagram is just the overdog of attention. I mean, they uh, they just, first of all, have the most people watching. I mean, Facebook, we talk about 2.2 billion people. If you put that in context and you understand that we just have 7.5 billion people in the world, if you break it down, half of them don't have access to Internet at all. It means two out of three people on Earth are on Facebook each month. It's a lot. And, it is a lot. And, and second, it's Instagram. Of course, it's more than a billion people using Instagram. It's funny to me. You know, when I talk with people, when I talk with brands, it's always one of these two questions. Well, first of all, some people still think their client is not on Facebook. If you just take a look at the numbers, you see that's not the case. And second, well, I heard the younger people are not on Facebook anymore. Yeah, it's true. But where are they? They're on Instagram. So who owns Instagram? Right. Got it? Facebook. Right. Again, so no matter how you put it, it's definitely the most important in, uh, instrument to work with. And second, it has the best ads product. It just knows context. I mean, Facebook just knows everything about you. They know who are your friends, where do you live, who do you work for, and they're just combining everything and, and creating like an amazing ads product. So starting just with $5 a day, you can actually advertise. If you're like a baker next door, you can just put a mile radius around your bakery store and you can start advertising to, a, to an audience which might be interested in your products. If you're a fashion store, you can just target people who are not only interested in, in fashion, but also purchased fashion. I mean, it's just the context game. I mean, you, you mentioned Gary. Um, if, you, if you quote him, if content is king, what most people believe in, context is God. And Facebook owns context. Well, it's a very good perspective. Very good perspective. So, yeah, and I think, too, you're looking at those Facebook ads, like you said, five bucks, and then uh, it's only a few clicks. True. Right. So for our listeners that may not know that, you go on there, like you said, draw a mile radius, five mile radius, whatever it may be. And we've done that before where you can actually pick the uh, the age group, the demographics that are seeing your actual ads as well, right? Absolutely. I mean, there are 1,200 different advertising settings you can take advantage of. The problem is that most people just know 5 or 10% of them. 
it's like with Google. I mean, it's just one line, but you can Google everything in the whole world, right? right. Facebook is right. really similar. I mean, you have so many options based on a couple of settings. So you really should. And if you don't know about it, read a couple of blogs, go on YouTube and find out. Because in my eyes, it's the underpriced ads product, which we have nowadays. And you definitely should take advantage of it. You know, many people ask themselves, when is the right moment to jump on the boat? I see it more, you should become the engine that sh drives the ship forward, right? Time is now. So when you think about your following, I mean, how did you build that? I mean, how did you go from basically zero to now, would you say, 400,000 yeah. followers? Uh, so for our business owners or, uh, you know, the mom and pop shops, whatever it may be, how do we build the following to have more of a, an impact with our content? It's, it's, it's a value game. The more value you provide to your marketplace, the more followers you will get. It's, it's about really understanding what are the biggest needs of your audience, what keeps them up at night, and who are actually the people you are looking to reach out for. And then try to come up with content which helps them. I always say it's not content that tries to sell, doesn't content that tries to help us so it's more about really to provide value to them to understand okay um the people these are the demographics these are the platforms they're looking for and i mean social media is not only a pushing tool it's an amazing pulling tool if you take a look at facebook's audience insights if you never heard about it look it up on google audience insights it's an amazing tool, which is free, and you can take a look at any big brand in the world, which is on Facebook. You enter their name, and then Facebook clusters you 50 different categories, what people who are interested in that brand or in that industry are interested too. You cannot only optimize your online marketing with it, you can also optimize your offline marketing with it. You see which books do they read. Which movies do they watch? Which places do they go? Which public figure follow? You see so much. You can take, take a deep dive analysis into your biggest competitors, but also see on different categories, offline and online, what people are interested in based on one single brand or one single place or one single industry. It's just amazing. And people, unfortunately, don't know about this. And that's happy we talk about it right now. Yeah, so I think that's a big deal right there. I mean, I feel like I'm pretty good and pretty active on social media, um, but I've never heard of the audience insight. So what you're saying is I can go look up, and let's just use Apple because it's a you know obviously a, a company we've all heard of. So I can look up Apple and learn a lot about what they're doing from a social media standpoint and then how I can apply that to my business to tap into my marketplace. Even better. I mean, there, there are different ways. You can, first of all, take a company like Apple and – Use a tool like Social Insider.io. It's socialinsider.io. It's not a free tool. It costs a couple of bucks per month. But you could enter any Facebook or Instagram page, and you can just analyze the best content of the past month or the past quarter, and you see what works for them engagement-wise. That's one thing you could do. But Audience Insights, the free tool I mentioned, you can see what the audience of Apple, for example, to go yeah. with your example, is interested besides Apple. So which books do Apple users read? Which movies do they watch? Which stores 
do they go to? What are the demographics? What's the percentage of people who click on ads who are following Apple? So you can, you can see a lot by using audience insights. I like it, Alex. So let's turn the page a little bit here and let's talk about, <clears throat> excuse me, your success and, and what you've done. And, and maybe you could share the habits and rituals that you've done every single day to be successful. I mean, I think when we look at the circuits of success, we talk about attitude. We talk about your beliefs. We talk about the action that you have to take every single day that ultimately gets you the results. So what would you say those habits and rituals are for you and your life that have uh, got you a lot of results? Um. When it comes down to results, I'm a big, big fan of Tony Robbins and his way how he structures his um, milestones slash his content calendar, his to-do calendar. So he goes with three columns, and I just love it because it's so simple, but it works for me tremendously. So most people, they come up with a to-do list. They just say, okay, I have to do one, two, three, four, five each day, and then maybe a more like advanced system is they prioritize. We start with the biggest ones, go to the smallest ones. But what I love to do is not using like one column, but three, the why, the how, and the what column. The why is more like the mission behind it. Like, why do you want it? What will happen to you emotionally if you succeed in whatever you're looking out for? You want to make like 100,000 per year? Okay, so why? Because down the road, you will lose your goals at some point and you won't be motivated anymore. So you need that why part. Then you go for how do you do it? You, you think about not starting with what you have to do to achieve that, but how can you do it? Who are the people in your network that can help you with it? What are the books you might read? What are the things you don't have or don't know right now to get to that point, and then you go in the third column with what we normally do, call the to-do list, what are all the different single steps you do. So I have this kind of system, which is like more like, now Gary says, like the cloud and the dirt, right? You have like the mindset behind it, and you know why you do it, but also like the different steps in doing it. And to come more in a, in a practical way, I mean, I just get up quite early. So give you my morning routine, it's always the same. I get up... Um, First of all, I'm doing all the things you do in the, in the bathroom. Then I do 15 minutes of, of workout. Um, I take a look at my smartphone. After that, I have some breakfast. I take a shower and I go to work. So this all takes me around like half an hour and then I go to work. It's a very simple routine like breakfast, shower, yep. take a look at do some workout. Just that, you're, that you, you know, like your heart rate and everything get pumped up a little bit. and so, so you do that. So you have you also then work out as well. So yeah. that's just kind of a morning, get, get the body Absolutely. going. Absolutely. Absolutely. Just 15 minutes. But I do this. Sometimes I do 15 minutes of running. Sometimes I do some push-ups. So I, I, I like to diversify it a little bit, but I do every morning a couple of minutes with, with working out, yeah. So then you do your big stuff later, the big workouts and cardio and weights or whatever it is that you do to, to uh, stay in yes. shape. Yes, I do it like three, three times a week and usually after work. So I'm not like a morning workout person, like one or two hours. I'm just yeah. too, um, I feel kind of too busy. I want to go to office. I want to see what's happening. I want to see what's happening with the team. I want to be prepared. But um, yeah, I mean, that depends on how you structure it. I'm, I'm doing it after work. 
Yep. So talk to us about the mental mindset and um, I call it the entrepreneurial or the business owner roller coaster, right? You can, you can start a day where you feel like you're going to just take over the world and then at lunchtime, maybe it's like, oh, you've gotten some bad news and then it's going down and then you're back up again and it's that constant roller coaster, right? So how do you personally handle that and what do you see some of the greatest uh, leaders you've been around around the world really uh, what are they doing to stay successful in that mindset? In my eyes, it's all about perspective. I mean, if things go wrong, if you put it in the right perspective, you win. I mean, for me, it's really gratitude. If I feel bad about something which is not really important, I ask myself, I mean, what are the things which go right? You know, what needs to happen that it's going to right? I'm, I'm really not focusing on on bad things. It's, it's all this perspective in my eyes. I mean, it's really about focusing the things which which go well, and um, if things go wrong, ask yourself what needs to happen that it goes well again. So it's, it's, for me, it's positivity. I mean, I'm, I'm very grateful for all the things that happened to me, and I just want to pay it forward. It's just, it's just that. I don't think that there is like something else. It's just gratitude and happiness. So we're here on uh, the Circuit of Success with Alex Kahn on 550 KTRS. Thank you for joining us today. Like always on the Circuit of Success, we're going to talk to you about attitude, about the beliefs, about the actions that it takes to get the ultimate results in your life that you want. So stay with us. We'll be right back with Alex Kahn. Got Gary Reuter in the room from Greensfelder. How you doing? I'm good, Brett. How are you? I'm doing well. Good to see you. Same here. Well, every month we get to have... Uh, you know, you smart attorneys in here, and you're going to tell us how to protect ourselves. You're going to tell us how to work for our families and, and really, quite frankly, how to make a difference right in our families. And so I'm excited today for our time. Uh, we're going to talk a lot about really what is a trust, right? And so that's really my first question for you today is what is a trust? Yeah, so um, in my estate planning practice, as you can imagine, uh, trusts have sort of become a centerpiece of a lot of things. Um you know, what people traditionally think of doing their estate planning and having wills to dictate what happens to their assets upon their death, well, trusts have very much become that vehicle for doing it. Uh, there's a lot of pros and reasons and advantages why we use trusts. Um, back to your question, what is a trust? A trust is basically a vehicle uh, that is used to own assets. Uh, it sort of acts like a contract between parties. The parties that you typically see in a trust are a grantor or a settler. That is the person who actually creates the trust. So if uh, I'm the grantor, I'm going to go out, I'm going to create the trust. Right. You set name. it up in a piece yep. of paper, sign it. Um, there's a trustee. The trustee is the person who actually is in charge of the trust, who is tasked with managing the assets, making sure they get distributed, basically following the terms of that, you know, quote, contract or trust. And uh, that is, sorry to keep interrupting you, yeah, but I'll just certainly. keep asking questions for our listeners. And so um, we don't have the call-in lines on today, so we'll... Uh, <laughs> right. we'll uh, that's your job. That's my job. <laughs> and so so if I'm the trust, if I'm the, the grantor, I make the trust, right? I'm going to be the trustee while I'm alive. That is typically how it works, right. yes. If you're using a revocable trust for your estate planning, uh, you will use the trustee and the settler or grantor will typically be the same okay. person. Now I pass away. Now in that cause, there's going to be another trustee. Right. Typically that's the case. Yes. Right. You've got somebody in line or if you become incapacitated. Got it. Uh, now the third party involved in a trust is a beneficiary. Uh, that's the person who's going to benefit from what's inside the trust, get distributions from the trust. To your point, while you're alive, if you have a revocable trust, 
that person will be you will be the same three people. Right. You will be the grantor, the trustee, and the beneficiary. But at your death, or you can name other people to benefit from that trust and be beneficiaries yep. as well. Got it. Got it. So that's what a trust is. What's the difference between, you know, we've all heard this, irrevocable and revocable, right? What's the difference? Yeah, the basic difference is a revocable trust, how its name implies, you can change it, you can amend it in any way that you want, you can revoke the entire thing if you want at any point. If it's an irrevocable trust, by and large, you're kind of locking it in. There's no changes that can be made. Um, now we can get we we may get into it. There are, there are some rules. State laws are kind of catching up. Illinois and Missouri have them to where they've made it a little bit easier to modify irrevocable okay. trust. But on a very high level, very general level, just think that an irrevocable trust is one you're creating that cannot be changed, right. and which creates a lot of fear, right? I know for our clients when we're talking about irrevocable, revocable trust with them, the things they've already set up with people like yourself. Uh, it is a very scary process, right? It is, and I think there's a big stigma out there against trust, too. Uh, clients come in all the time, I don't need a trust, that's for, I don't have enough money for a trust, that's for all the wealthy people. Uh, yes, that is used for a lot of wealthy estate planning that we do, but a trust, a revocable trust especially, has a purpose for everybody, and that's what we, the message we try to deliver. Got it. So um, why would I use a revocable trust versus, like, say, a last will and testament? There's, there's several advantages that a revocable trust gives you versus a will. Uh, number one being it is a tax planning vehicle, as I just mentioned. Not everybody has to worry about estate taxes at their death, right. especially with the increasing federal exemption amounts going up every year. Uh, at least a guy like me, I don't have to worry about estate tax. So, right. But it is an important vehicle to use for that purpose. If you don't have to worry about taxes, um, if you become incapacitated, uh, it's a vehicle that makes things a lot easier to transition the management and control of your money or assets versus being in, if you're in a will per, you know, perspective, you've got to get somebody else appointed to be in charge of that right. estate. Uh, so the transition in a revocable trust or even an irrevocable trust, if somebody becomes incapacitated to the next trustee, is a lot more seamless and easy. Um, avoiding probate is probably one of the biggest reasons why we use them. Right. Uh, like I mentioned, they've become will substitutes. Anything owned by a revocable trust at your death avoids probate. And we'll probably talk a little bit more yeah. about why you might want to avoid probate. But that's another major reason why you would use a revocable trust. And then another aspect of it is privacy. Um, for anybody who's been through the probate process, they will know that it's a public process. Uh, wills are public documents. A revocable trust is usually a document that is not filed in a court, and so the public will generally not know what's contained inside your revocable trust. Yeah. And I think it's the, a lot of people are, feel overwhelmed, right? They hear that, right? I got to get a deed for my trust for my real estate. They're like, well, I don't know how to do that. I got to go do my car. But the process with you guys at Greensfelder, and I know you specifically working with the clients, is that's it's kind of a hand-holding process, right? Yeah. Here's how to do it. Yeah, and I will admit it's something that, you know, it's I always describe in two phases when I'm doing estate plan with somebody. Phase one is we need to get your documents and your trust in place. Make sure it says everything you want. Yep. Things are going to go the way you want. Phase two to really do our job is, I call it trust funding. You've got to get the assets into the trust. That usually can be a much more tedious process. Right. And, yeah, it can be overwhelming. 
we usually come up with a checklist. We come up with a game plan once we sit down with you and say, okay, this is how we're going to do this. Yep. And you, you honestly may not move everything into the trust now, but we come up with a game plan. The idea, though, is to make it all funnel through the trust, try to avoid probate, get it all kind of neat and packaged yep. together so it's a lot easier. You may not see the benefits. Maybe you're paying even a little bit more to get this process done up front, but I can tell you how much easier that process will be for your loved ones once you're gone yep. they will thank you for it. absolutely well gary as always welcome and uh, thank you for being here with us on the circuit of success and uh, spreading your wealth and knowledge with our listeners always good to be here thank you welcome back to the circuit of success i'm your host brett gilliland we are joined today from germany with alex khan he's talking social media he's talking about his habits and rituals for success and uh, we just we just talked about gratitude, and we just talked about just that kind of that I would call it that thankfulness for your day, not getting so caught up in the uh, in the bad stuff that can happen today. And it is it, it truly does what we focus on expands, right? And so when you think about that, let's spend some more time on that. What are your habits, your rituals around mindset, around gratitude? Do you do anything with that? Do you journal with that? How do you stay in that perspective even when you get bad news? Yeah. Yeah, I have I have one journal where I try to focus on five things. I started with 10 and I said like, well, and you should start with 10 probably, like 10, 10 parts of your life or 10 parts of your day that you are happy about, that you are grateful for. Just that you start with that, that you develop that mindset throughout the day. They say, oh, that happened again to me. That's so cool. I should be grateful about it. And now I work with five a day. So at the end of the day, I, I actually have a journal. It's not like a digital one. I'm not putting it in my phone with notes. It's really like a, a, a printed out journal where, where I take a pen and write it down. And every day, sometimes I forget about it. And then I, I do 10 or 15 on that day and think what, what was great yesterday, what was great today before yesterday. But I believe this single exercise, I'm not a big believer in having like five or six, seven features or, or steps you should do. Just that one thing where you each night come down and say like, okay, what happens in the way how I expected it or how I wanted it or just simple things like you have air to breathe or uh, your, 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 your family is, is, is healthy, is, is nothing bad happened. These kind of things, just to put yourself in a, in a positive perspective, helps me a lot. Nice. So when you hear the word attitude, what comes to mind, Alex? Work. Work. I Work. mean, for me, it's really like attitude is is keep on moving. Go on, grow, move. And when you think of that, and let's go into beliefs, the, the belief system that you have, what, I mean, what is it to your core that you believe has helped make you successful, make you the man you are today? To be honest, uh, it's, it's a story which actually happened. I don't know if I've, if I've ever talked about that, probably once um, in, a, in, in a session with my masterclass. Um, it's really based, like my journey is really based on one story that happened to me when I was seven years old. My dad arrived at home. He said, like, sit down, son. I sat down. He said, you know, when you came, and it's kind of cheesy, but that really changed my perspective in, in a lot of ways. You know, when you came to this world, everyone was smiling and you were the one that cries. Live your life that when you leave this earth again, everybody will worry about you and cry for you, but you were the one that smiles. And I turned up mm -hmm. to him and said, like, so how do I do it? And he said, well, 
just make people happy and they will return the favor. And that's actually the reason for my very first company, my first website when I was selling CDs. Those were CDs with with cartoons and jokes. It was the, the page was called funniest.de, which is not even a word, funniest, but it, it was really the page. It was my first website. It was just that one thing that kept me in mind, make people happy. That's like the, the, the one thing which keeps me keeping forward. Like, yeah. Yeah, I think that's important, right? Because, I mean, if, you, if you're making people happy every single day, you're going to put out a good product. So I think a lot of people, we like to talk about our successes, and hence this is called the circuit of success. But I also like to spend time on on things that maybe they weren't the best times in your life or maybe it was a business struggle. Walk us through, and if you want to share the struggle, that's great. Uh, but even more importantly is what did you do to push through it and, and get out of your comfort zone and, and get through that difficult time? Well, of course, I mean, the more you rise, the harder you fall at some point and the other way around. So, yeah, of course, my my second company, TrendU, was the first mobile marketplace we had in, in, in Germany. And I started it. I built a team. It was VC funded. And a couple of other companies rushed into the market. We well, Gary, as always, welcome. $1 million yeah, thank you for being for here with us on the circuit of success. And there were two other companies. One raised $50 million, The other one raised $30 million, And we're, we're, we're fighting against us, kind of, competing with us in the market. And we had to sell it. I sold it to a publishing house, but I lost the team. I lost... I mean, almost everything. I, I, I really invested in that company heavily. I didn't pay myself a salary. It's like 10 years ago or eight years ago, that, that thing. And once I, I sold the company for a price, which was not really like, I don't even want to talk about it. And I thought like, I'm, I, I'm a failure. I failed big time. It was the very first time I experienced that. It was really hard for me to understand it. And then I said, like, well, listen, what can I do with it? And I moved. That's why I moved to Los Angeles. I didn't want to even live in the country where I, I built that company. I just wanted to go away. And um, probably it's there's a couple of reasons. I, I love the U.S. mindset. And I, I told a couple of people there about it. And I built the other brand, and it became a success. And I, I, I understood, well, no matter how, how hard you fail, you can always come up again with a success. So when a door is closing, another door is opening. If I wouldn't have failed with TrendU, I wouldn't have succeeded with TradeCall. You know, so you can't connect the dots. So looking back, some things you might think like it's the worst day of your life. Two years later or five years later, you look back and think maybe that was one of the best things that ever happened to me. Right, right. Yeah, I think some of the things that happened bad to us, I know back in 2003, I had a, you know, my second year, I was out of college, I'm, I'm 23, 24 years old, had a terrible year in our business, and, uh, but I look back, I learned more about work ethic and, and how to battle through things that year than I ever 100%. did uh, in my success. 100%. Years. And you know what? When you share your struggle, I mean, I understand that most people want to be winners and they want to be always winning. But I can tell you from my experience, yes, people are attracted by winners, but they relate to people who also lost. It's just 
it, it, right. it's just what it is. I mean, this whole fake it till you make it. I don't like it. I don't think in nowadays it makes sense. Your reputation is everything. If you come up with a, with a big story, you might trick losers. You might trick your loser friends and they think you're a winner, but you never will trick winners about it. Right. Right? They, they will understand it. So you should really ask yourself, so do you want to be like correct? And do you want to build a reputation which is long lasting? Or do you want to, if you're just going to go out for the quick money, you know? It's just for me. It's like it's 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 uh, impress over uh, it's it's impact over impress people, you know. Right. So let's talk about your dreams now for a second. When you think about your life and and what is it that fires you up? I mean, what gets you up in the morning? What gets you going? What are your dreams? What are your passions? What's Alec Khan? What are you What are you just gonna go out and it's, dominate? It's, it's the feedback. Honestly. I, I get my I get I my feedback is my oxygen. If I take a look at my social media profiles and I see my emails and I see that I help people, that my clients love to work with me, um, that my family is safe, that my family is healthy, that the that the seven, eight people in my close environment and my close network are well. Honestly, it doesn't need to be like the, the big things. It's, it's, it can be like one line of an email. I mean, I really focus so much on positivity. So I can really get so much out of one line of, of feedback from anyone in the world I, I approach, I felt. That's why I love Keynote so much. You know, because you are direct feedback with people. That, that's it. Right. I mean, it's just really that one thing. It's not related to money. It's not related to success in terms of materialistic things. It's really, I mean, I'm, I'm plast, to be honest. I just want to, I would just want to tell people how I did it so that they can do it too. Yeah, I think, and that was. I'm glad you just said that because my next question was going to be, what What was that aha moment for you? Like, do you do you have that moment where you thought, ah? Again, not that we're there, not that we've just we don't have to work on ourselves. Not, I don't mean any of that stuff. But what was that aha moment for you? Or like, all right, this makes sense. This is how I take it to the next level. Right now, to me, that's probably the power of the law of reciprocity. It, it just works. I mean, I I, I can't explain it often enough but i believe your success in social media and it's not only social media your success in business is in in in, in direct is a direct reflection of how much you care about people it's that simple it's the no like and trust it's the klt factor is when people know like and trust you they want to do business with, with you for me it's fascinating that people believe in karma and i believe in karma in another perspective in another spin but it's just common sense. I mean, if I help you, if I provide value to you, why would you hate me? I mean, just maximize, un understand, right. you know, understand what you're really good at. And do this. Do this all day long. Do this all your life. Understand, it's all, it plays in self-awareness, right? If you know what you're good at and what you what you suck at. So you have to understand what are your, your strengths. But go all in in what you love to do, in what you think you can provide value to the people around you, and you will be successful. It's 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 just that. So we're here live with Alex Kahn on 550KTRS. I'm coming to you from St. Louis. He's coming to you from Germany. That's what's amazing about this world is that we can come together. We're helping you become the best version of yourself. Stay with us as we go to a break. 
Welcome back to the Circuit of Success. I'm your host, Brett Gilliland. We're coming to you with Alex Kahn. Alex, we, uh, we've talked a lot today really about habits and rituals and your attitude and, and you know, culture and what it takes to be successful. I think you know, the next kind of place I want to take this is what, what risk would you say, if you look back at your life, what risk would you say you're happy that you took that one risk? Probably it's, it's traveling, meeting, getting out of your comfort zone. I mean, I, I shortly shared what happened with me on TransU. I, put, I, w- I was putting everything on one card. It didn't work out with TransU. And then I said, like, okay, now I'm moving to another country. I'm starting a new business. I'm doing it all over again. And really, it literally took me 48 hours to make that decision. I mean, I, I, I sold it on the, on the <laughs> if you still remember, I sold it on the, on the 31st of August in 2014. I moved to, to Munich from Berlin back to Munich on the 1st of September, and I moved to Los Angeles on the 2nd of September. Just took me 48 hours to make that shift and start something new. I believe, honestly, your your success is based on, on four steps. Uh, one of my mentors once told me, you know, successful people separate themselves from unsuccessful people only based on four steps and how fast they can go through those first steps. It starts with a vision. It starts with a dream. Some people don't have a dream. They don't have a vision. That's already like a problem if you don't have it. Second, you need to think if you have what it takes to make that dream come true. So you have to sit down and think and not just go for every dream you're thinking of. Then number three is you need to come to a decision. Can I do it? Can't I do it? Not only think and start thinking and talk to people, come to the decision at one point and the fourth step is go all in. Execute. Some people make a decision, but they say, I'm going to do it next year. I'm going to do it next month. Right? I'm going to do it tomorrow. I'm not going to do it today. So I believe you have to go as fast as possible through those four steps, but you have to master those four steps. I mean, there are a couple of people who talk, you need like seven income streams and, and so many things, but it starts with those four steps. You need to master those four steps. Have a dream. Think about it thoroughly. Come to a decision. And execute. Yeah, and I think today, you know, I, I think post today, every you know, day, I post every single day of my thought or stuff I'm reading from books, and I, I love to read. And there's just so much Absolutely. to learn there. But it, the quote today was, "Greatness is always in the moment yeah. of decision." Right, and so I, you know, I went on to talk about it's it's the little choice every single day. And I think based on what you just said, I think you agree with that. Is it's so many people? I think look, it's that one big decision that you had to do, and I actually disagree with that. I think it's that moment of decision every single day that we have that that little baby decision uh, is if you continue to make those little decisions every single day, that's where your dreams can happen. That's where your dreams are achieved. Uh, but and the more we're aware of that, that it truly is a choice uh, that that's a power, right? It's a choice of power of I made that decision. So what would you say? I mean, you agree with that? Disagree with that? I mean, what are your for thoughts? sure. Only based on how fast technology is evolving, an idea which you had five years ago for for a high percentage won't be a good idea anymore right now. Not in the same way. You need to adapt to it. Most people complain how they want the world to be instead of acting like it actually is, right? 
You need to adapt. Yeah, yeah, they don't. Yeah, instead of going out and making a change for it, they would rather complain about absolutely. it versus uh, absolutely. I mean, nobody cares if 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 you, you nobody cares that my, my that my second company failed. Nobody. Of course, my mom said, "Oh, I'm sorry for you." My close friend said, "But that's it." You know, you have to adapt. You have to do something else with it. You know, you can't be successful. Yep. I mean, it's all, it, it all plays down, and I'm 100% with you. It's not that one decision. It's not that one decision that I moved to Los Angeles which made it. It was every single day the right decisions which summed up to the right path. Decide. So, so when you think about your, uh, your life now, I mean, what would you go back and tell Alex Khan of maybe 10, 15, 20 years ago? What would you tell that guy? Go more with your gut feeling. Sometimes, yeah, go, go more, more with, with your, your gut, gut feeling. feeling. Don't, don't believe so much. But that's just me. I mean, I'm, I'm an autodidact. I don't know if that's actually an English word. It's a German word. I, I like to teach myself. <laughs> um, and sometimes I was... I, I believe I was right, but people talked me out of it and said, no, you can never do that. Or forget about the naysayers. Just, just surround yourself. I mean, there is, that, there is that study that you are like the average of your five closest friends or, or people around you. Uh, yes. I, by the way, believe in it. Try to surround yourself with Vinad DNA. Try to surround yourself with people who you think are successful in what they're doing and don't surround yourself with people who try to push you down, try to keep you small. It might be your dad, it might be your mom, it might be your best friend. Forget about the naysayers. So I would probably be more self-confident about myself in the early days and went all in. I probably w- wouldn't have done going, uh, I wouldn't have go to university just because my dad said you have to do, you know, you will never find a job if you don't go to university. I never had a real job, to be honest. I always invented my own jobs, you know. It's always like uh, like freelancer, agency, you know, like entrepreneurial. I never I never used that. And I, and I knew it before. I knew I'm going to suck at university. It's not going to work out for me, but I was doing it. So a couple of things I would have loved to believe in myself more and say like, well, listen, I do it because I just have the gut feeling that it, that's that's how it should be done. All right, Alex Kahn, where can our listeners find more of you? Because you have great content out there. I know that. I see that. I look at it. Uh, but where can our listeners well, find you? Well, all my you? social media platforms, probably the, the one which has the most content nowadays is Instagram. It's one Alex Kahn. So just the number one and then Alex Kahn, K-H-A-N. We also have a website, have a blog which a lot of content about Instagram and Facebook and all the different social media platforms. It's alexcan.tv. Yeah, and shoot me a message. I mean, if you, if you, if you, if you listen to that podcast and uh, felt inspired, just shoot me a little message. As I said, I mean, feedback is much oxygen. Well, Alex, thank you uh, so much for being on the circuit of success. I've greatly appreciated our time. We got a lot from it. Took some notes as I'm sure our listeners did as well. So just like uh, we talk about every single week, we're here to give you as much value as we possibly can. And so thank you, Alex, for being with us. We greatly appreciate it. Thank you, Brett. Thanks for listening to The Circuit of Success. I am your host, Brett Gilliland. And each and every single week, we're going to bring you a great guest, whether that's a, a business leader, a professional sports star, an author, whatever it is, we're going to bring you as much as we possibly can to help you live your best life. 
We get to dive into the roads that these people travel, the uh, the successes, the struggles, the fears that they've put in their own minds, and do what they've done to become successful. And so we look forward to bringing that to you every single week. If you want more on our firm, Visionary Wealth Advisors, check us out online at visionarywealthadvisors.com. You can also find the show's website at circuitofsuccess.com. We'll be back next week with another great guest on the Circuit of Success. This podcast was a presentation of lineupmedia.fm. 